Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly—it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com/slash/ai-for-all. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton. Who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, still in his guise of Clark Kent, is with Private Detective Candy Myers and Scotland Yard Inspector Lansing. In a vault-like room of the fantastic kingdom under the sea, where they have just found themselves trapped with no means of exit. What will we do, Kent? What will we do? Easy, Candy. Don't lose your head. Yeah, that's easy to say, but you know the diving bell is the only way to get out of this place. Yes, but、And、I now still... it's gone. We're liable to stay down here forever. Inspector Lansing's right. We're going to stay here till we rot. Maybe not. What?、Huh? What do you mean? I've got an idea. Come on, follow me. Down through the ages, history and science tell us the peoples of the Earth always suffered an adventurous sort of wanderlust that made them travel all over the globe. But it always took great courage and stamina for them to go where no human being had ever been before, to speak in places that had never heard a human voice, and to walk on Earth that had never felt a human footstep. America was once a place like that. Our own country was once a land on which there was nothing human. There were only animals, insects, reptiles, and birds. And then one day, people came. No one knows just how people got here. Some think they came from the land we now call Siberia, and it's a good guess that they crossed over from Siberia to America on the ice. You see, the Bering Straits, which is the water that separates Siberia from Alaska, has been known to freeze hard enough so that people can walk all the way across from one land to another. So these people, who were strong enough and brave enough to come over the ice, became the first human beings to set foot on the continent of America. Thousands of years later, Columbus came here and found those people, whom he called Indians. 
Those Indians were the first Americans. Well, that gang means that technically all modern Americans except Indians are foreigners because everybody else came here from other lands after the Indians were already here. But actually, all of us, from all countries and of all colors and religions, no matter when our ancestors happen to come here, are Americans. Because America is our home, the home of the brave and the land of the free. Let's keep it that way. And now, the adventures of Superman. After tricking their way into the fantastic hideout for criminals under the floor of the ocean, Candy Myers, Inspector Lansing, and his squad of Scotland Yard men were rendered unconscious when the air was shut off from the room into which they entered. But Clark Kent, as Superman, smashed open a door and subdued the band of criminals. Then they found John Higginson, an American scientist, and Sir Alfred Mogridge, a famous British physician, both of whom were being held prisoner. They were about to return to the giant flying boat that waited on the surface to take them and their catch back to London when Candy Myers discovered that one of the criminals whom they had overlooked had gone up with the diving bell. And since that was the only means of exit, Candy is certain this is the end. Let's face it, men, we're cooked, but good. I'm afraid you're right, Myers. Now, wait. If you two will stop being so busy giving up, I'll tell you how I think we can beat this situation. Huh? Are you serious, Ken? Of course I am. Well, for Pete's sake, man, give. What's cooking in your noggin? Come with me, and I'll show you. Look at that. What's that? Jumpin' Jemima, a torpedo tube. That's right. I w- what would a torpedo tube be doing down here? Well, I'm not sure, but my well, guess is... Well, what's the difference? The... It's here. But where does it get us? Look, the shell case of a torpedo is big enough to hold me. So we take the warhead off one of them, I get in the case, you place it in the tube, and then you shoot me out, see? Are you nuts? Why, you'll be killed, man. Nonsense. I tell you, this is a perfectly workable and reasonably safe idea. Now, come on, let's get to work on one of these torpedoes. Shell's properly placed in the firing tube and all set to go. Now, as soon as I crawl in, Candy, you screw the cap back on, close the tube door, and fire. Now, wait a minute. I still think the whole idea is wacky. But if anybody's going to take a chance on it, it'll be me. Oh, now, look. Not on your life, old man. I insist on taking the risk first. Your father's mustache. Out of my way. No, no, Candy. The concussion will be too much for either of you. Yeah? What makes you so concussion-proof? You ain't Superman, you know. All right, now, wait a minute. We're wasting precious time with all this Alphonse and Gaston stuff. There's only one way to settle this. Here. Here's a piece of string, Inspector. Break it into three lengths and hold them in your hand. Whoever draws the longest one gets the job, okay? So, very sporting. Now, remember, Kent, no reneging. If I get the longest string, you won't try to talk me out of it. Well, of course not, Candy. Here we are. Now, who draws first? Let me ask. Well, since this was my idea, I'll draw first. And this is it. Okay, now let me draw one. Wait, no use either of us drawing Myers. Huh? Why? Because Kent's drawn the longest one by Joe. Oh, jumping Jemima. He gets the brass ring first try. Better luck next time. Well, here I go into the shell. So long, fellas. See you soon. So long. And good luck. Best, old man. Very best. Thanks. Okay, close it up now. And let her go. Maybe he'd have a fit if he knew I deliberately took the long string, which I could see in Lansing's hand. I had to do it because this is a job for Superman. Now, they're all set now. 
Here I go. Jammed into the narrow confines of the torpedo shell, Superman waits only until the missile is propelled through its tube and into the ocean. Then, smashing the strong metal case as if it were an eggshell, the Man of Steel streaks up through the icy waters and out into the sky. There he hovers, suspended for a moment, until his keen eyes spot the diving bell as it surfaces. Then, like a red and blue rocket, he plummets down to the hatch atop the huge metal sphere. There. Now to open this hatch and surprise that thug inside the bell. Who and what to you, brother? Move over. You're getting company. Now, you stay where you are. Put that gun down. Now, you stay where you are. I'll shoot. Don't waste your bullets. All right, are you satisfied? Now, put it down. Now, now. Well, you're being a nuisance, I, I, fella. I gotta put you I, I, to sleep I, I, like this. Wait. Sorry to be so rough, but it couldn't be helped. Now, I'd better get on that intercom phone and report to Candy as Clark Kent. Ahoy, the Underseas Kingdom. Ahoy, the Underseas Kingdom. Clark Kent reporting. Hold me down. Lowered to the Underseas hideout, Superman, again in his guise of Clark Kent, is enthusiastically received by his friends. And a short time later, he and Candy Myers, together with John Higginson, Sir Alfred Mogridge, Inspector Lansing, and his men, load the manacled criminals into the diving bell. Rising once more to the surface, they board the huge RAF flying boat and take off for London. In the plane, Higginson tells them about the city under the sea. But what gets me, Mr. Higginson, is how did those crooks get wise to the Underseas Kingdom? Well, during a visit to London, Masterson, the man who discovered it, met a man named Burton. Oh, yes, Cecil Burton. Unfortunately, spoke too much. And uh, this Burton chap forced him to find the place? Yes, Inspector. Burton financed the search and holding Masterson prisoner forced him, practically at gunpoint, to engineer the drilling of an entrance and the installation of the diving bell. My word. Then when Masterson contracted pneumonia and died... Burton had me abducted and forced me to install air conditioning, artificial lightning, and so forth, and using the power of the sea to drive turbines. Oh, brother, what a story I've got for the Daily Planet. I can hardly wait to tell Jim Olsen about this. Within a few hours, the seaplane puts down near London. Candy and Kent take leave of their friends. Hopping a taxi, go directly to the hospital where they had left Jimmy Olsen to recover from Burton's attempt to poison him. But to their surprise, they were told that the cub reporter had checked out the night before, leaving a note for Kent. Outside, Candy waits anxiously as Kent rips an envelope open. Funny, I can't understand why Jim would leave before we got back. Well, hurry up and read that note. Okay. Well, I'll be... What is it, Kent? Get this. Jim is sore because we went off and left him. Don't tell me he went back to Metropolis alone. That's exactly what he did do, Candy. He took off on the clipper this morning. Oh, boy. You are marked strictly from hunger with that kid from now on. Oh, no. I'll explain to him. He'll understand. Yeah, by the time you get back there, he'll be burning like a three-alarm fire. No. I'll be there to meet him when he arrives. That'll cool him off a bit. You'll be there to... Hey, how are you traveling? By rocket? Well, something like that. So long, Candy. See you soon. Hey, Kent. Hey, where are you going? Hey! Ducking into a stream of traffic, Kent is soon out of Candy's sight. Then, strolling into a secluded alley, he strips off his street clothes and, as Superman, rockets up into the sky. Seconds later, the Man of Steel is hurtling out over the Atlantic Ocean, bound for Metropolis. And a shocking surprise, 
that spells great danger to him personally. In just a moment, we'll know what it is when we return for the startling climax of today's story. So stand by. Suppose you were walking down the street one day, gang, and you heard this. Well, naturally, you'd turn around to see what glabber gal rated the wolf call, wouldn't you? And about the last thing you'd expect to see is a 350-pound cute cookie. But suppose that's exactly what you'd see. Bet you'd turn to the guy who whistled and say, I don't want her, you can have her, she's too fat for me. But if you happen to be visiting a certain African tribe, you'd soon discover that these people think that the fatter a girl is, the more beautiful she is. That's right. The native boys would sneer at one of our movie glamour girls and say, I don't want her, you can have her, she's too thin for me. Now, that only proves that different people have different ideas of what's glamorous. That's why the Indians in America took one look at the early settlers and pityingly called the white men pale faces. On the other hand, the white men thought the other races looked peculiar on first seeing them. So, you see, gang, your idea of good looks depends on where you live. Noses are too flat or too pointed, hair too curly or too straight, figures too fat or too thin, all depending on what you're used to. But as you get to know people, you learn how unimportant these outward differences are. After all, when you size up a fellow, it isn't the color of his skin or the shape of his nose or the width of his waistline that counts. It's his character, his sincerity and sportsmanship that really go down deep. That's why they all agree that character is the only thing that counts. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Arriving back in Metropolis ahead of the clipper bearing Jimmy Olsen, Superman, again in his guise of reporter Clark Kent, decides to go first to his apartment to freshen up and change his clothes. But as he walks into his bedroom, he sees something that makes his blood turn momentarily to ice. Great Scott! What happened here? Quickly, he strides to the open door of a secret closet built in his wall. And when he looks inside, his face pales. Oh, no. If... If this is what I think it is, I... I'm in serious trouble. Almost running to the telephone near his bed, he dials a number with nervous fingers. And when a voice at the other end answers, Kent blurts out... Bruce. Batman. This is Kent. Yes, I... I'm in a bad spot, Bruce. I need your help badly. Please come over here. Right away. What has happened that has so upset the Man of Steel? You'll find out tomorrow, gang, when we bring you the first suspenseful episode of a new and exciting story. So don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station, for chapter one of a thrilling new story on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.